The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Let's talk about world rugby because you might have seen this story. They are looking apparently to lower the legal tackle height over the next few years. It is part of a response to head injuries being commonplace in the game is the RFU in England. They've moved to ban tackling above waist in the community game. Matt Williams is with me, the pundit and the rugby coach. Matt, you're very welcome to the show. It's good to talk to you. Um, just for people who are maybe not entirely au fait on, on what the rules are at the moment, what, what, what is the legal tackling height right now? Well, they're basically saying, Kieran, that it's, it's at chest level, um, which is really problematic because in a game of rugby, there is split seconds people moving, sidestepping, running at top pace and players are still getting it wrong and there is too much head contact in the game. Now, what I think this... I'm supportive of this uh, this motion by World Rugby in principle, but what I think it's really trying to do is putting pressure back on the coaches. So if, you, if, you, if I took you down to a professional club today, you would still see tackle technique where a player might be the first or second player into a tackle mm. is attacking the ball. And obviously the player is holding, when you hold the ball, it's up around your chest. And they want to attack the ball so the player can't pass and offload because that makes breaks in the game and people score tries. So there's a reason for it. The problem with that technique that has come from rugby league into rugby union is it's five or six centimetres, maybe 10 centimetres from head, uh, shoulder on a head contact. And it, it, it has to stop. So they've been penalising the players very heavily with red cards. So to give you an example, for, for 100 years, there was only a handful of red cards in international rugby. Last November, across all the top teams, there was about 35. So they're, they're red carding players that do it, but it's not changing the behaviour. So now this process is, re- is really a mm. very, very big stick in the process to get the coaches and players to change. So so I mentioned the RFU in England and in the community games, so clubs and schools and colleges, you name it, it would be waste level and down. But I understand that World Rugby are not necessarily looking at that extreme just yet. Is it, it, it's, they want to lower it, lower it below chest, but not all the way to waste. Is that, is that what's happening? Yeah, there's, it's really interesting here. American football had huge problem with concussion, and mm. they adopted rugby tackle techniques as a safe way to tackle. So really, the safest place to tackle, and I always, when I go to coach young kids, is, is around the tummy, is aiming at, at the, 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 basically where the sponsor's logo might be on the front of a jersey. That, okay. that, that's a safe place, around the belly button, because that's the centre of gravity. So you don't want players going in around knees where legs are moving and there's a chance of getting their head uh, knocked by a knee. You want them coming into a, a safe area around around the, the, the between the chest and the waist. But if you are targeting the chest, again, the problem is if the player carrying the ball dips or moves coming into contact, you get head contact. Now, the, the, the problem we have with the RF, or have with the RFU, is to, to make it straight away is really difficult for the players and the coaches because they, they've been coached to tackle a certain way yeah. and it's going to take time to change those behaviours. But I do support the change. It is the right thing to do. How it is implemented is another thing and how it actually occurs in a game when people are moving at such pace 
um, is another question. There, there, are, there is a, a fair bit of thinking to be done. The, pro the proposal and the principle is correct. Mm. How it actually pans out in in reality with with games of rugby, I think is a very another is another big story. Okay, let let's imagine we we do get to that point, and and maybe there's you know all these international teams have a stripe somewhere on the jersey around the midriff, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. to to assist referees or whatever it happens to be. Like that would be fairly easy to 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 put that in place. Now, as you say, still people are moving at very fast speeds. It would be very easy with all the best intention in the world to find yourself slightly on the wrong side of that line, but. I guess if the line's lower and you're slightly on the wrong side, now you're hitting the chest as opposed to slightly being on the wrong side of the chest and you're hitting the head. But it, you mentioned the second tackler coming in and attacking the ball and preventing that offload. It, like, it potentially does change the game, doesn't it? If you can't do that. And I'm, I'm, I'm not... Th I, this kind of sounds cartoonish in my mind or, feel, you know, the, the idea of some flanker holding a ball up over his head as he's being tackled so people can't get near it. But it, it does make that difficult. It, it, it will... It was a couple of us had a chat about this the other day and the, the changes to the game are immense because we coach players to offload. Leinster and Toulouse are, are clubs that are very famous for their ability to pass after they've been tackled. So they tackle the balls through, they offload. And once you do that, I mean, it's beautiful to watch. Mm. Uh, and, it, and it is great attacking rugby. But basically, it, it will drastically change the game. We were talking about saying, well, you, you can't just have one line of defenders now. You may need to have other players behind the line. And these are, these are positives for the game in some ways. They, they could be positives for the game because it will open up the game. There'll be a lot more scoring, a lot less just people running into each other. But it will have a dramatic effect on the way the game has changed. And look, to, to, to take the concussion problem in rugby is massive and it needs to be addressed. And they need some radical changes to the laws. And, and this is, this, the thought on this one is the right one. Mm. It, it's how it's practically done. In all the things that you just said there, it will change the game dra drastically. But I do think the game has to change. I, it, I, I, think, it, I think we're at the point yeah. where that's, that's just doing what we're doing now is not good enough. But it's interesting that, you know, while the change is necessitated because of all these concussions, it's interesting you think, like, it, it, it might actually be good for the game. You might have more offloads. You might have less of that kind of... Um, very linear defence uh, because, as you say, you're going to have to have people uh, behind the line and, you know, your backs are going to have to do that. They're going to have to stand back if there is going to be more offloads. So it could open up. We might see... It, it strikes me that we're, we're talking on the 50th anniversary of that famous Barbarians try. Maybe we'll see a bit more rugby uh, like that uh, in the future. It, it is, though, driven to a degree, Matt, isn't it, by, I mean, self-preservation from the... World Rugby officials and the RFU. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm not suggesting for a moment that they're not concerned about player welfare. But there's an awful lot of lawsuits stacking up as well, aren't there? Yeah, there is. There is. Well, if you think back, um, Kieran, in the, in the 1980s, we had a number of um, very bad injuries at scrums, and they had to reform the scrum because there were too many people getting hurt on on the engagement scrum, and they, we did that successfully. People said, "Oh, it's going to." ruin everything and it hasn't it, it, it hasn't scrums are problematic because of the time they take but we still have scrums and we still need props and we still need the beauty of rugby is is we have all sorts of of physiques tall skinny guys and the props are the short stocky guys that you know couldn't play basketball or soccer but they got a great place in rugby and that's wonderful for the for the sport so with this too i think there is a, 
a real need to change. But coaches haven't stopped coaching the way they coached five, six years ago when, when all this was emerging. And mm. it, it has to change. The coaches have to change what they are teaching their players. And this is putting pressure on them to do it. Now, I, I, again, I, I think World Rugby has been very poor in their response. I wrote a piece in the Irish Times, I think it was two weeks ago, saying that there is just they have done nothing to counter the, the fear in the community that has been generated by these lawsuits. Some of it unwarranted, but once you have fear in the community, people stop playing the game. And yeah. they have to, to, to address this issue so that parents will say, oh, okay, when their son or their daughter comes and says, I want to play rugby, they go, okay, you know, that's okay. You're not, you know, a junior rugby, you're not going to get the chances yeah. of getting hurt at almost nil. But right now there is fear and they have to address the laws and the way the game is played yeah. and the way it's coached to, to allay this fear. Oh, yeah, there absolutely is uh, fear out there. And any parent of young kids will tell you that it's a, a conversation regularly had. There's another Matt with us as well, Matt Campbell. He's a professor in genetics in Trinity College. He's a co-founder of the Concussion Research Interest Group. Matt, do you, do you welcome these proposed changes? Yeah, thanks, Kieran, for inviting me on your show. Um, yeah, I would completely echo Matt Williams' um, viewpoint there that I think this is an overtly positive move from the RFU in the UK, but also World Rugby. I mean, the, the science back, backs this up. You know, it's not just a random thing that they're bringing in to, 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 you know, we could cynically say they're doing it just because of these lawsuits. They're bringing it in based on the scientific research that's been done. So we know from mouth guard studies, so when people are wearing mouth guards with sensors that can measure the forces being applied to the brain when you take hits, or when you take tackles, we know that high tackles exert very, very strong forces on the brain that can be reduced if you lower the height of the tackles. So that's number one. That's the, 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 we, we know that as a fact, that mm. it will reduce the exposure of the brain to large amounts of G-force, linear force, forces, rotational forces. That's a good thing. And the second thing is dementia. We know from, from post-mortem studies on donor brain tissue that there's a two-and-a-half-fold increased risk of developing dementia if you play rugby. And that's not just professional rugby that's amateur rugby okay so we, we, these are these are hard facts and i i do think that it's a really really positive move that world rugby are making here that they're you know it may change the game but we will adapt humans are able to adapt yeah sports are able to adapt and i think it's only for the good um you know people often remark about how different the game looks now than it did to you know 50 years ago in that famous try i mentioned and the 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 ferocity of the hits uh, as they're called, there's something else that's different about the game as well, and it's the amount of games that players play, Matt, isn't it? I mean, that there is huge pressure on them. You just look at the number of caps the players get today compared to previously. I mean, is that something that, from your point, from a medical point of view, you would like looked at the amount of time they're out there on the pitch? Absolutely, Kieran. I think, I mean, from our own research that I've been undertaking with Colin Doherty's and neurologist based in St. James's Hospital for nearly the past, you know, seven or eight years, we, we do think that there are too many games played. So it's, it's not just concussive head injuries. We do think that sub-concussive blows to the head. So simply the nature of the game, what happens to the head as it's moving at the breakdown of, of, of the rook? Um, you know, we do think that reducing the exposure during training, but also during competitive matches, will go a long way to, to bringing that, that number mm. 2.5-fold increased risk of dementia, we do think that that will, will um, bring that number down. And, you know, what, what we're faced with here as, as a sport is it's, it's played by, by young men and young women. You know, when you're in your 20s and 30s, you're never going to grow old. You're never going to be 60 no. years old, 70 years old in your, in your own mind. But you fast forward 30 years time and, you know, it's not that we're going to have a, a, an epidemic, but 
even if it's just one or two people who are experiencing dementia, it's, it's something that, that can be avoided. And that's what we're really trying to address here. How can we avoid, you know, people developing dementia mm. by, by rule change, by decreasing the, 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 the number of times that we, we train, the number of times that we, we, we expose our brains to, to competitive matches. And that's the, that's the aim here in this research is to, to really, you know, use science to direct how this game can be made safer. Well, listen, Matt, thanks for joining us. Matt Campbell is a professor in genetics in Trinity College, co-founder of the Concussion Research Interest Group. I was Matt Ella, Matt Williams, rugby coach and pundit. Niles says, I love rugby, played it in secondary, but no way would I let my sons play it in its current form. The RFU uh, are correct to lower the tackling height, reduce the amount of subs because there's too many fresh players hitting tired players. As somebody else, Stephen Dublin says, no blame here, but was it not Ireland that really drove this kind of tackle with the famous choke tackle? It won us a grand slam because no one could work it out. Now, Everyone does it. And Andrew says it's great that they might lower rugby tackles. However, the big, big hits happen when players join the ruck with South Africa. It's like crash test dummy stuff. This is the danger they need to address. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.